Lloyd Goslink. Lloyd Goslink Rochelle and Townsend is a statewide practice with over 30 attorneys located in Austin, Texas, specializing in environmental, natural resources, energy regulation, litigation, and employment law. My name is Brandy McCarms, and I am the marketing coordinator at the firm. Today's podcast is brought to you by Lloyd Goslink, Attorneys at Law, and is designed to discuss current topics and trends with our practice area experts. Today, we are speaking with Ty Embry, who will be sharing a legislative update with us. Welcome back, Ty. Thank you. I appreciate you having me back. And Ty, if you could just go ahead and share with us what's happening in the landscape for today's legislative update. Sure. So where we are now, it's June 16th. The legislature ended on May 31st, on Memorial Day. That was Sunny Die. And the governor now has 20 days from May 31st to sign bills, veto bills, or let bills become law by taking no action. So the deadline for him to take one of those three actions is Sunday, June the 20th. So we'll know the fate of all the bills that passed the legislature and were sent to the governor. And we'll know that Sunday night, Monday morning. Then we're looking at two special sessions. One will likely happen in July, and that will deal with election issues, the way Texas runs its elections. And there was a bill, Senate Bill 7, that died at the end of the regular session that a lot of the leadership, including Governor Abbott, are very interested in and would like to the legislature to deal with that in a special session. There's also a bail reform bill that reformed the bail system in Texas that that also failed at the end and failed to pass. And so I think that will also be on the governor's call and dealing with a few other issues. The way special sessions work in Texas, the governor called is the only person that can call a special session. And in his call of the special session, he'll list the issues that he wants the legislature to work on during that special session. And special sessions last 30 days. It's the limit under Texas law. And if they are not done with their work, then the governor's got to call another special session for 30 days. Now they can get done with their work earlier than 30 days, but they have at least 30 days in a special session if they need it. There will also likely be a special session in September, October that will deal with redistricting because the federal census process that typically occurs every 10 years that occurred last year in 2020, that was disrupted by COVID. So they didn't have the numbers to the legislature to deal with in the regular session. So they're going to have to deal with redistricting issues, which they have to do every 10 years. They'll have to do with that in September and October. And you may ask why September, October of this year? Well, the party primaries are typically held in the spring of 2023 of the off year away from the regular session. And people are already saying they're going to have to move this party primaries from March to May. But to even hold the party primaries in May, they've got to adopt redistricting. They need to draw the boundaries of all the different political positions by October of the previous year. And they may is really when the last part time they really want to hold a political party primary election because you start holding it in June, July and August. It's summer and it's a lot of people are you know, not going to be able to participate, have vacations and traveling. And so that's why you're looking at September, October for a special session on redistricting. They'll have the numbers from the federal government by that time, population numbers. And then they can also deal with any other issues like there's some doling out of federal money that we will receive and the state of Texas will receive that that will also be addressed in that likely that special session. So while we have a regular session that ended after 140 days on May 31st, we're very likely going to have two special sessions before October of this year. So we're not the legislature meeting in Austin is not done for 2021. 
sounds like there's a lot going on and a lot of exciting stuff to come as well later this year. Yeah. And so just to kind of recap, Brandy, how did the session go? The regular session? It was unusual to say the least. It was, I call it the COVID session. You know, I've been involved with the legislature since 1995 in some form or fashion, and I've never seen a session like that. It was really interesting in January and February that they didn't really get the receptions that they typically have for, you know, City of Tyler Day at the Capitol or Brazos County Day at the Capitol. So you didn't really have the pomp and circumstance in January and February like you normally have. And then legislators really didn't get a chance to spend as much time together with that first 60 days and get to know one another. And I've heard from several legislators, they, they just, they miss that. They miss that ability to get to know each other. And by the time they started really working on committee hearings and really digging in for the heavy lifting in March, April, and May, it was almost too late to really get to know each other and particularly the freshmen that were brand new to legislature because they were they were too busy taking care of legislative business. So that was an interesting dynamic. And then we had winter storm Uri that hit in middle of February and that took the regular session in a different turn. I heard the chairman of the state affairs committee in the house, Chris Patty, say that Senate Bill 3 and some of the other bills they worked on, but Senate Bill 3 was the most substantive, significant utility legislation that the legislature had passed in 22 years since the deregulation of the electric utility market in 1999. Well, we didn't even know as of February 12th that we were going to have to deal with those kind of type of utility issues. Those kind of issues came completely out of left field because of Winter Storm Uri and trying to deal with the ramifications and the follow-up from that event so that we could avoid that kind of event from happening again. You start off a session, you don't even know you're going to have to deal with that issue. 45 days in, you're having to deal with a completely new issue and it soaked up so much time and effort from the legislators trying to deal with utility issues and reliability and weatherization and bills associated with that time period that they dealt with through securitization and those kind of issues. It was another reason this session was so different. It was unique to say the least. The budget didn't turn out to be as near as bad an issue as they thought it would be. Thankfully, the Texas economy after March, April really was in a bad spot because of COVID. The economy in Texas started kicking in and the tax money, sales tax and those kind of revenues started coming in. So the legislature, the budget was pretty much what they had adopted two years before. It was not a little bit less, but not that much. So the budget was a good budget adopted by the legislature, considering all the different factors, but it wasn't as drastic as a cut in the state budget as many people feared it would be in 2020. Just kind of from a bill filing passage statistic standpoint, there was close to 7,000 bills filed during the regular session, which was surprising. A lot of people thought there would be a lot fewer bills filed. It was ranks in the top five of regular sessions at all time as far as number of bills filed, but only typically the bar bill passage rate is about 20%, 18 to 20%, but it looks like the bill passage rate for this session will be at 15%. So a significant number of less, lower number of bills passed during this regular session than typically what you see during a normal regular session. So that was an interesting twist to how the legislature operated this spring. It does seem like last year was tumultuous in a sense to where there was a lot of things happening. Very unusual, like you said before, Ty. And hopefully as we move forward, things will settle down. 
Can you tell us a little bit more about the bills and client base? As far as the Lloyd Gaslink clients and how they were affected by the legislature and the bills that passed, as far as in the electric utility world, gas utility world, our city aggregation clients that we work for, there was a tremendous amount of work, a lot of late nights at the Capitol, and the chairman of the utilities practice group, Thomas Mercado, and I and others spent a lot of time up at the Capitol. As far as our client base and the impact that on Lloyd Gosling clients that the legislature will have and the legislature had on them during the regular session, the electric and utility practice group and the city aggregation clients that we work on for electric and gas issues, they're going to be impacted and by all the legislation that passed, weatherization at Bill 3 that dealt with weatherization and reliability to the securitization bills, trying to deal with the amount of money and the debt that built up during when Storm Uri. So there's going to be a significant amount of rulemakings at the PUC and the Railroad Commission to address what happened during Winter Storm Uri and to make sure it doesn't happen again. So it was a very busy session for the electric and utility practice group and its clients. As far as water, it was actually one of the more quieter sessions for water, both surface water and groundwater. On the groundwater side, there was not one bill that passed that amended Chapter 36 of the Water Code, which is pretty unusual. Usually, there's a few bills every session that amend Chapter 36 of the Water Code. On the surface water side, there was some definitely some CCN. There were some water utilities bills that passed dealing with certificates of convenience and necessity service areas and rates. And we'll you know make sure our clients are aware of those bills. Surface water, there was a few bills here and there that passed, but nothing. Dam inventory. And going back to a second to water utility, there's a significant wholesale rate legislation, Senate Bill 997, that dealt with appeals of water rates that I know that was a product of a lot of consensus building and stakeholder input. So there were some bills that passed on the water side, but it was pretty quiet. And on the mud districts and special purpose districts, there really wasn't that many bills that were passed that affects them that come out of the regular session. And as far as landfills and municipal solid waste landfills, and there were some bills that definitely affected them that were filed, but none of those bills passed. So it was a pretty quiet session as far as the outcome for the municipal solid waste industry. So in dealing with our air and waste practice group. So really busy for some practice groups and not as busy for others. There's always governmental transparency bills that are part of the equation. So we'll be making sure that we keep up with all the changes to the Open Meetings Act, Public Information Act, cybersecurity. We'll make sure all our clients are aware of the changes that were made. There was an effort potentially to give local governmental entities the ability to have more virtual meetings, but that effort didn't pass. It didn't make it to the finish line at the legislature. So we'll be working with our districts and cities and counties on how we deal with holding meetings. And once the governor, Abbott, has no longer suspended the Open Meetings Act. And so we'll definitely be in touch with all of our clients on all these different transparency bills that passed. But... Another regular session in the books, and we'll see how things go during the special sessions. We'll definitely keep an eye and ears open to see, because you can still file bills outside the call of the governor, but they're subject to a sustainable point of order at any point in the process. So we'll definitely keep everybody aware of what happens during the special sessions that would impact our clients. Like I said, this is one of those irregular sessions that I'm glad that's in our rearview mirror. I don't know if I ever want to do a COVID type session again, and hopefully we won't. I agree with that. And I can appreciate you keeping us in the forefront as a firm, staying proactive as well as the rest of the attorneys. Are there any other ways that the listeners can be prepared moving forward? Any additional things they can be proactive themselves? 
Yes. No, I just would recommend staying in touch with your legislators. Hopefully after these special sessions, they'll spend more time at home. And so taking the time to meet with them in the interim is really where the relationships are built. It's where I spend a lot of time building relationships so that we'll be ready for the next special session. So just communicate with your legislators, make sure they know who you are and what you do. And you're not contacting them for the first time during a regular session. And building those relationships is crucial to the legislative process. Thank you, Ty, for taking the time out today to share your insight into the legislative sessions. We hope to speak to you for the next session coming up. Thank you very much, Brandy, for having me and look forward to keeping everybody abreast with what's going on at the Texas Capitol. All right. Until next time. Bye. Thank you. If you would like more information about what you've heard today, please visit lglawfirm.com. You can also find us at Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views, nor are they endorsed by Lloyd Gosling Law Firm. None of this content should be considered legal advice, as one should always consult a lawyer. This podcast is not intended for commercial purposes and is made available at no cost. Music for the podcast is from album Jazz U and is titled By the Coast 2004-2007 by Anthony Brzezikov. License under the attribution non-commercial share-alike license is available on Free Music Archive. To learn more, visit by clicking the link in today's summary.